I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If you're a Chiefs fan, it was a fantastic Super Bowl 38-35. to 35. If you're an Eagles fan, you're going to be complaining about the penalty call for months to come. But certainly, you have to be encouraged by the play of Jalen Hurts. To get the Eagles' perspective, we bring in Ricky Ricardo. He obviously call he's play-by-play, Spanish-language play-by-play for the Eagles, also hosts here uh, on WFAN, on WHIP. Um, so uh, one of our own, Ricky Ricardo. Hey, Ricky, how are you? Lori, it's good to talk to you on a, on a somber occasion here from, <laughs> uh, from Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix as we get ready to fly uh, back home to Florida. Um, so... You know, I guess let's start with, um, you know, you were there and and just big picture um, kind of the uh, the atmosphere there for for Eagles fans. And, you know, did you sense, you know, until that penalty at the end, um, you know, did you feel like there was belief in the stadium that they were somehow going to come back and get it done? Well, I'll tell you what, Laurie, and I, I, I mentioned this this morning with uh, with Moose and on the NFL show in the morning. All year long, and I've called every play of Jalen Hurts' career as a Philadelphia Eagle quarterback. But this particular season, the Eagles had not been tested, had not had to come from behind in a pressure situation the entire year. The, I, the only time off the top of my head that I can remember a game where in the fourth quarter late, they had to make a drive. They had to do something big and come from behind was in Indianapolis. That was pretty late. That was Jeff Saturday's first uh, home game as head coach of the Colts. And Jalen Hurts, on a quarterback draw, ran the ball in with about a minute and a half left to give the Eagles the victory. Short of that, Lauren, this team had not been tested in a pressure-packed come-from-behind situation. Now, obviously, they blew out the Giants. They blew out the 49ers. So both of their postseason games, you could have turned your TV set off at halftime. My concern all along was how will Jalen Hurts and his team react if they have to come from behind? Now, they get behind by seven. Hurts brings them down. I, I thought right then and there when the, uh, the pass to Devontae Smith that got him close and then they get in and they tie the game, I said to myself, okay, I can see that this team is, is capable of dealing with adversity. They get back there. But I thought at that point, Andy Reid's job, coaching that team, and the play calling, the way they just killed the clock, the way they managed everything down toward the end, the Eagles have a very young coaching staff. Chase Steichen, who may become the new Colts coach tomorrow, I think that will probably be announced. 
And I thought Jonathan Gannon, our defensive coordinator, got exposed a little bit mm-hmm. by the by the very savvy play calling of one Andy Reid and, uh, and Eric Bieniemy. And, yep. Uh, I, I thought uh, that second half they made the adjustment that they needed to make. Every drive was magnificent. So give all the credit in the world to, to Andy Reid, his second Super Bowl victory. We know him well, obviously, 14 years with the Eagles. You've got to have the horse. You can have all the coaching you want. If you don't have the horse to pull it off, you're not going to win. And he's got probably the best quarterback we've seen, short of Tom Brady, you know, over mm-hmm. a period of time. Yep. Uh, but with Patrick Mahomes, you're never out of a game. The Eagles were winning by 10 points at halftime, but they come right down. They get the, uh, the, the uh, second-half kickoff. They come right down. And the second half, the Eagle defense just could not stop Mahomes and Andy Reid's play calling. Yeah, there were um... – Couple of uh, play calls by Reed in the and, and schemes in the second half, in particular the uh, the play the touchdown to Katarius Tony, um, and mm-hmm. then they mirror image it in a lot of ways with Sky Moore on the other side. At this point in the season, to see um, in the red zone where it's so you know dense there. Um, to have a player that wide open scheming him that wide open, I thought that was just a gorgeous play call. Um, but let's, you know, before we get to a couple other questions that I have to ask you about, uh, let, let's stick with Jalen Hurts for a second. And obviously there's the fumble, but this was the big stage, and the question was how would he react on this stage? And 35 points from that Eagles offense, and Jalen Hurts, um, you know, you could have argued if he hadn't uh, fumbled that ball, which was a big play, but that he was really the best player on the field for a lot of this game and an MVP caliber player. What was your takeaway from Jalen Hurts in this game? Yeah, if you eliminate the fumble, and obviously that turned out to be a huge play in the yes. game, the strip, the strip sack, so you can't completely ignore of it. Course not. Short, yeah, short of that, I thought he was magnificent. Now, Laurie, what I do think, and I, and I don't know this for a fact, but my gut tells me that what all along we thought maybe was true, it was probably kept under wraps, was that Jalen Hurts did have an issue with that shoulder. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll bet you, you know, a meal somewhere that in the <laughs> next couple of days we're going to hear that Jalen Hurts might have to have some sort of surgery on that shoulder or get it fixed, or, or at least we're going to get an update. On mm-hmm. the injury of that show, and you could tell when when he tried to crank it up for a hail mary on that last play of the game, the right. ball didn't go. The ball didn't go beyond thirty five, forty yards. Yeah. And I've seen Jalen, I've seen a healthy Jalen Hurts crank it up and and sling the ball down the field a good sixty five, seventy yards. That was not the Jalen Hurts that was uh, piloting this team prior to that injury against the Chicago Bears. But you're absolutely right. For most of this game, minus. Minus that, uh, that strip sack, I thought Jalen was the best player on the field. It was a battle between two of the finest young quarterbacks in the league. It was Mahomes. It was Hurts. It was back and forth. It was wonderful drama, wonderful theater. Uh, I thought Jalen Hurts, who, let's, let's face it, he's been on the big stage in college with Alabama. Yep. He's been through adversity with, you know, Tua taking over and then him coming back and them going to Oklahoma. You know, it's not like he, he hasn't been exposed to the big – to the big stage before in his collegiate career, but obviously this is the ultimate stage in football. I thought he he was just magnificent. The Eagles have uh, perfected that play that I call the tush push, <laughs> where where you get a couple of guys behind him and they just rugby scrum him uh, into the end zone or for a first down. 
Uh, so, you know, he's got all the guts in the world. He's a gunslinger. He's the hardest working, most serious guy on that team. He is dedicated to his craft, a very serious young man. I am so proud to have watched him develop as a quarterback here this season. And I, and I feel bad for him that he came up short. But at the same time, I, I think the Eagles are going to do everything necessary to keep him an Eagle for a long time. And this young man's only going to get better from here. And hopefully he'll have, a, have another shot at winning the Lombardi Trophy. Talk to Ricky Ricardo about the Eagles and about the Super Bowl. And um, one question I had for you also was about the field. Um, at any point, did you walk down to the field or just observing what was going on? We're talking to the players. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just seemed like both teams, everybody was slipping around on this field. How does the league have the Super Bowl and their biggest showcase and have the field condition be that bad? You know, Lori, it's funny you ask me that. All week long, and I, I made a couple of trips uh, out to the, to the stadium, uh, you know, where they set up the equipment, microphones, things of that nature, on Thursday and Friday. And they have, you know, they have the grass outdoors in a tray. It, it's very unique the way they do it at State Farm Stadium. The field is actually, they keep it out in the sun, and they water it, and, you know, they keep it in as good a condition as they possibly can, and then they roll the tray into the stadium the day of the game. But I noticed something, and my partner brought this up during our broadcast. I was on the field before the game. For the three hours, more or less three hours before kickoff, that field was being trampled on by all kinds of people. There were tons of people on the, on the actual playing surface, not, a, not just on the sides. They were everywhere. There were you know, all kinds of different people trampling that grass. So as manicured as that may have been during the week, and, you know, they've got their system. It's a unique system, but it usually works. I've, been, I've, I've called games here before where I have never seen guys have the kind of footing issues that they had in, in this game. But there's so much going on as compared to a regular season game. It, they were I, literally hundreds and hundreds of people walking on that field for about a good three, three and a half hours before kickoff. And, and, and after a while, when we noticed the same thing, that the footing was not, uh, you know, at, at peak condition, we kind of scratched our heads and said, you know, what the heck is going on here? The only thing I can think of is that the NFL is going to have to restrict somehow, if it's on a natural grass field, it's artificial, you know, who cares? But on a field that's, you know, very, very precise, uh, precisely manicured and cared for all week, You've got to take care of it on game day and, and not let all of these activities, you know, the, the kicks. and There was just so much going on for such a long time before the game that I think the, the beautifully manu, you know, manicured field turned out to be uh, you know, not, not so much after a couple of hours of pregame festivities. Yeah, it, it seemed to be a choppy, top, yeah, choppy yeah. And, and comments from both uh, both teams, uh, you know, the teams after the game, um, apparently Eagles players saying they were talking to Chiefs players during the game about how bad, both sides saying how bad the field is, and you could see players from both uh, sides slipping. Um, all right, I have to ask you, before I let you go then, about the, the call and James Bradbury, um, the holding call there, and um, – Look, it was. It made the the finish anticlimactic. We can all agree with that. It would have been fun to see the Eagles get that opportunity to come down and drive. But um, 
Bradbury admitting that he did hold. What was your, you know, how do you view that play? Should that call have been made? Was it the right call? Um, you know, what does it do to the uh, your impression of the game? Well, it, okay, let's let's say it was the right call. Here's my issue. Mm-hmm. If it was the right call at that stage of the game, Bradbury will probably admit to you, and I'll tell you, he held Smith-Schuster worse than that yeah. <laughs> on, a, on at least earlier in the game. Yeah. And, and earlier in the game on four or five different occasions on, I mean, very blatant, much more blatant holdings, illegal contact, whatever you want to call it, early in the game. If he was getting away with it for the first three and a half quarters and the officials were allowing the guys to play a little bit, then how are you going to change the criteria that late in the game when it, when it may decide the outcome. If you were let, and Carl Sheffer's crew has a reputation of, of throwing a lot of flags. We've, we've had that crew on several occasions this year. I thought, and I was impressed for, for most of the game, that a lot of the stuff, was, they were letting it go. They were letting the guys play a little bit. Although both teams showed you, uh, you know, some instability as far as their discipline is concerned on penalties that had to have been called. But... The Bradbury call late was probably of, of the five or six times that I remember and watching on the replay on the monitor of Bradbury grabbing a hold of Jersey, whether it was Smith Schuster or Valdez Scandling, whoever it may have been, or even Kelsey, that was probably the least egregious of the times that Bradbury could have been called for a penalty and wasn't. So that is what bothers me more than anything else. You let him get away with it through the entirety of the game, and now you're going to call it at that stage of the game? That that upsets me more than the call itself. Yeah, it was a penalty. I mean, and Bradbury's yeah, it admitting was. it's a penalty, and it's, it it's one of those things where if they call it, you know, sort of damned if they do and damned if they don't um, in that spot. But uh, but certainly, I hear yeah, you. There were, there were there were calls not made that both right. teams that both sides could have complained about earlier in the game. Yeah, and and will it be stained a little bit for the Chiefs that you know they had the call against Cincinnati? that helped decide that game. Mm-hmm. And then now another late call in this game that helps decide a Super Bowl victory. You know, will that, will that be the topic of conversation moving forward that the Chiefs maybe, you know, had a couple of things handed to them in, the, in both the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl? Hopefully not. These were the two best teams in the league, obviously. Mano a mano, they battled. This is a 10-point lead at, at halftime for the Eagles. They should have won the game. They should have held on to that lead. And, but Gannon got exposed by Andy Reid, and, and I think the more experienced coaching staff came out on top. Yeah, and look, I, I think if we're summing it up, um, obviously that call deprived, I think, all of us as football fans from what could have been a really fun uh, way to you know kind of see this game end. Um, ended on the field as opposed to um, mm-hmm. you know, a penalty having that impact on the one hand. On the other hand, as you said, whether it was – the uh, the fumble by Jalen Hurts um, that leads to the you know handing points and a touchdown, or the Eagles defense not being able to stop the Chiefs offense at all in the second half. Um, you know when you look back on it, there certainly are plenty of opportunities and missed opportunities there. Absolutely, and my hats off to Andy Reid, who obviously I have a relationship with. with from his years with the Eagles, he's just a you know you can't get a better guy than Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes gets the triple crown, the MVP of the league, the MVP of the game, and the Lombardi Trophy. So congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And uh, hopefully we can see them again in Las Vegas around this time <laughs> next year. All right. Safe travels home, Ricky. Thanks so much for uh, checking in with us. Anytime, Laurie. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.